Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 367 for Tuesday the 30th of September 2014. Welcome to Studio D. Studio D. Welcome to (laughs) Season 8 of Category 5 Technology TV. So nice to see you. So nice to have you here. Erica, nice to see you. It's nice to see everyone. We are flying on a whim tonight. Because uh, here we are. This is Studio D, and we never, ever take a week off. And I said just before the show, what are we thinking? Why didn't we take two weeks off? Because we kind of need it. Uh, But here we are. We're going to have some fun tonight, and uh, it's great to have so many people here in the studio with us. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you enjoy the time that we have together. This is going to be a little bit more casual, a little laid back, and uh, a lot of fun. So welcome to our chat room. And uh, Sasha! Yes. Let's get let's get a shot. Uh, I, I need to get a shot of you here. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are Excellent. you? Excellent. Thank you for asking. I'm sorry that I'm so ill prepared, but for the record, I built a studio this week. <laughs> so fabulous job. Thank you. My desk is amazing. Right? Okay. So let's let's. All right. Get a shot here with Sasha and. You ready for your news tease? Yes, hello. Hello. <laughs> Here are the top stories for the Category 5.tv newsroom. Apple is in trouble for using their base in Ireland to avoid paying taxes. The city of Turin in Italy is dropping windows and installing Ubuntu Linux. A bug has been found in Bash that leaves you and your devices wide open to attack. A patch is needed. And Microsoft's Xbox is one of the first gaming consoles to be released in China after the ban was lifted earlier this year. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Thanks, Sasha. How do you like your new set? I love my new set. Looks pretty good. Let's get in there. There we go. That's a little bit better. So now we're a little bit more prepared. So welcome to Studio D, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And this is going to be a crazy show. We're going to have lots of technical issues. It's inevitable. We knew it. Let's do this. Let's enjoy. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Kid. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone first. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Check out cat5.tv slash green. You know you want to get one of these for your garage studio. That is the uh, 
green screen that Sasha and I built in Studio C. Cat5.tv slash green to get them. They are still on sale. Check it out. Sasha, what do you think as far as space here in Studio D? Have we got a lot more room to work with the green screen? This is incredible. I am standing probably in the old studio. If the green screen was behind me, I would be halfway into the middle of the desk by now. This is more than... 20 times the space. It's amazing. <laughs> 20 times. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> can we, uh, Adam, can you pan over just to show everybody at home what uh, what kind of set we're looking at here? So this is Studio D. Uh, fairly makeshift at this point, but here we are. And uh, it's it seems to be, uh, well, we've got smooth video. This is good. Up until two hours ago, we didn't have internet here at Studio D. That's a nerve-wracking thing. And uh, down on our broadcast server here, that's the white server. We have a little box connected by a, a USB cable. That little thing that's sitting on top of the server is what's giving us our internet connection. And uh, we're getting about 13 megs up right now, so that's pretty decent. Uh, but it is pricey because we're on LTE, so we're using cellular internet service in order to get our internet service here right now. Mm-hmm. Fiber internet is the only thing that's really available nearby, and it's it's really really expensive. So yeah. we're gonna kind of do what we can with what we have for the moment. And uh, yeah, welcome to the chat room. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Category five on Freenode. Yeah, it's nice to see everybody in the chat room again. We've had a lot of uh, communication with viewers over the course of this uh, uh, backstage pass the building of Studio D, and thank you to everybody who's volunteered to help us out. We're not quite done yet, and obviously we're still setting up the studio itself, the electronic aspect of it, mm-hmm. but uh, we're getting there, and I, and I th- want to thank a few people in particular. Uh, somebody sent us a Raspberry Pi, Masterminds. Oh, wow. We are going to build something really, really cool with this, maybe a couple of different things. There you go, camera guy. That is so exciting. There it is. How do you like that? So I haven't opened this thing yet. I, I kind of want to look at it. I it is it looks looks delicious. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we can we can get a little mounting kit for this or something and put it on the back of a computer screen. We can build. Uh, we're working on. I'm working on some programming to build uh, something to enhance the the show through communication with mm. our chat room and with uh, with some viewers that are going to be able to remote into this. And send us signals and things if uh, if there's a problem with microphones and stuff like that. So that's, that's really kind of going to be cool. So thanks to Masterminds who decided, you know what, I, I, as a way to donate to the show, I want to give them some content and send them a Raspberry Pi. So that's really cool. Also uh, in the chat room, uh, you know him as Whiskey Zero. Uh, I got some post this week. Oh, we love post mails. We do, yeah. There it is. Sooner wall will Robbie be Ferguson up. Robbie Ferguson from Category 5. So I got this nice letter from, uh, from Whiskey Zero, and he explains uh, what Whiskey Zero means. And all this time, I, I thought he was out of whiskey. And <laughs> I was, you know, that was a sad story. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it becomes pretty apparent when we see his call sign. Uh, Whiskey Zero, Charlie, horse. Is it horse? How do you say it? There Charlie you go. So Hose. now we know. Whiskey Zero, thank you for sending that in. And uh, also included a donation to help us with uh, getting an internet connection here. Uh, we're looking at some potential options such as Ubiquity's mm. um, devices that allow us to put a tower on the roof here and a tower somewhere else in town. And if we can get line of sight internet, then we'll be able to stream basically our uh, through the airwaves our wow. internet connection. So 
Um, a bit of a bio awesome. about Whiskey Zero. 70 years old, retired from a career in telecommunications and IT industries. Uh, after working primarily with long-haul microwave, satellite, and fiber optic systems for many years, spent 13 years as the tech guy for a local public school district before retirement. Very cool. We appreciate the support, Whiskey Zero. Thank you so very much. And interesting to note that he is yeah. uh, a bit of a professional when it comes to wireless internet, which is exactly what we have to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thrilled that we're able to broadcast tonight using the, the cellular technology that we're using, but we do have to find a more permanent solution. What else have we got? Our first card comes to Ooh. us from my daughter, Natalia. Aww. Hey, Tally. <laughs> Homemade. Congrats, Studio D. It's done. This is from my baby girl. Dear Daddy... I am so happy you get to rent Studio D and that you're done. And since you are moving in, I have at least two cardboard boxes for you. No, sweetheart. Oh, love Tally. I that love is you. So cute. And a bunch of hearts. I thought that was just adorable. <laughs> Thanks. That Tally. is awesome. Tally, of course, uh, nine years old, and she's been here helping me with a lot of stuff. And interesting to see. She that must she's love to help. Yeah, and she's <laughs> learning this stuff. Um, if you've watched um, day day thirty three of Backstage Pass with the uh, Studio D project, um, she actually got a, a hold of the video camera and started walking around with it and narrating. And it was funny to hear she's actually narrating some of the stuff that she's seeing and understanding what drywall is and some of the things that I had done here at the studio. Uh, so she's going to be so good with electronics. She's absorbing and, this stuff, yeah, that's which is cool. Because awesome. uh, if she's absorbing that, then wait until we start t- teaching her about tech. Get her on the show in a number of years. Yeah. There you go. She'll just be like so full of energy and like information. It'll be awesome. How's our chat room doing? We're going to welcome you to get your questions in. Erica mm-hmm. is watching the chat room. If you have any questions, just let me know in the chat room. Spice Jacks thinks Tally is going to be a future host here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. Well, tonight uh, we're going to be looking at um, some digital camera software, which I'm really, really excited about because uh, I want to show you how to uh, enhance your cam- uh, your photography uh, by using some free software that's available for you on Linux. Uh, we're going to be checking that out in a little bit. Uh, again, we're we're kind of flying mm-hmm. on a on a whim tonight, just because of the fact that uh, we literally just got set up, we just got internet, just a few a uh, couple of short hours ago, and uh, and here we are. So, chat room, please private message us um, to get our attention, ping us in the chat mm-hmm. room, say hi, and uh, let us know if you have specific questions that you want to ask, whether mm-hmm. it's about uh, technology, Linux, um, anything at all. Uh, we would love to have you send those in. So, I've got my digital camera um, here. It's an Nikon D5100. I love this little camera. The reason that I got it was for video, plain and simple. I mean, it takes great stills as well. Um, I made a little bit of a mistake in that when I was doing a photo shoot, and I'm not a photographer by any means, but when I was doing a photo shoot, I was shooting in JPEG. And I realized that, you know what, I should be shooting in RAW at this point. So I had to do a lot of photo touching and, and corrections to get the, the colors correct. I want you to look at your camera, whether it's a DSLR like mine, uh, a little bit of a you know better camera than your little point-and-click cameras, those kinds of things. Some of the point-and-click cameras are, in fact, coming out with the option to um, shoot to RAW mode. Do you know what that means? Is that 
No, I actually don't know about RAW mode. When, when you have, when you're shooting pictures, your camera can usually shoot to a couple of different file mm. formats. Usually we choose JPEG because we know that we're going to be able to open JPEG images on our computer, yeah. so it sounds like the best option, right? It's um, usually what I go with. I have never actually gone with RAW. Well, JPEG is a compressed uh, file format, so right. you're losing image data. Basically, the, the camera takes the picture, and then the built-in processor has to compress it, remove some data to make the file smaller, and also to be able to process it because people wouldn't stand for you know taking a picture and having to wait 10 seconds. It's got to be quick. Right. So it's a real quick, dump it to a JPEG file, you'll lose a lot of information. It's not very good quality compared to a RAW file because a RAW file will actually take all of the data from your sensor. So the, the sensor is underneath of your lens, and all of the data that enters that sensor is going to be saved in a RAW file, unlike a JPEG, which completely you That'd lose so a ton better. of information. RAW is so much better. So I'm just going to grab a lens here. Keep up with me here, camera guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got a camera guy now. Hey, welcome to the team, Adam. Thank you, sir, for being here. Okay. Got my... Little camera bag here. We actually have a question from the new uh, the chat room. Hey, yeah. Um, just a question, knowing how much larger are the files with RAW over the highest res on JPEG? Well, we're going to find out tonight, I believe, because I've set my camera to RAW and JPEG mode, so we're going to get a picture of each. Put my lens yeah, on. Yeah, that'd here. be good to compare the differences. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. We've got a little bit more flexibility here in Studio D, don't we? It's you know, it's so roomy. Like if you guys were to see how big this place is, if you've been following along on Facebook and everything, it's so awesome. It's like so happy, big smiles. Yeah, Look, we can wheel. actually go all the wheel all the way back. All right. So along that vein, you've got a lot of slack there. If you want to stand up and work your way over to Sasha, we'll grab a couple pictures here. Okay, so my camera, the D fifty one hundred, is set to uh, both. Have you got... Are you trapped on a... Oh, no, yeah, we're good. good. Okay, good, good. <laughs> there we go. I, I'm set to take a picture in both RAW and JPEG. So, smile for me, ladies. <laughs> Bear with me. You look like a photographer. I know, isn't that crazy? Very you got the whole serious. angle, serious face. Do I? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. A pro, pro. <laughs> So I got four <laughs> pictures in that quick little Very time. paparazzi-esque. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Okay, now this is kind of interesting. No. Oh. <laughs> it still, it seems to be still saving. See, now that I've set to raw, so if you can get in here, see what is different here. So we've got the picture, and right down here, we've got raw and fine. So the picture is being taken on my DSLR, in both RAW mode and fine JPEG mode. So we've got a nice high-resolution JPEG, and we've got the RAW file, which is going to give us the full quality that we need. Okay, so let's see if we can transfer this over. Okay. Hmm. I don't have as much slack as you two. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Entertain us. Where is Robbie going? Where did I go? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> He's plugging in the chip. There we go. There we go. Well, it's actually not called a chip, but... Card? Mm. Card. SD? SD. Could be a super one. Way to go. 
Ooh, it was an SD card. Very That's well. my name is Sasha Dermada. So every time I see one, I'm like SD card. That's yeah, okay. me. Come join me. Watch the cable there because we, we still have printers and stuff sitting around. Okay, so I'm gonna open that folder, grab that file. Okay. This is awesome. Okay, find that. There we go. So now I've never really worked with raw before, so this is all new to me. Let's get this somewhere here. Desktop, I'm going to create a folder and I'm going to share it. Okay. Properties, sharing. New network, too. There we go. Okay. We've got a couple of messages there, too. Let's just keep an eye on that. Grab it through Samba. dot one slash moment of truth thanks say Jameson all right You ever really want a floppy disk? I'm gonna use this. How's that? USB. What I, what I'm up against? Oh, sorry, you're cutting me off. Um, what I'm up against? I've got to plug into the camera card reader, but it's in the broadcast server. I've got to get it over to the demo server so I can bring up the pictures on your screen. So in order to do that, I've got to. Uh, I'm gonna use a flash drive because we don't actually have a network here yet. What I've done is I've daisy chained, uh, basically done a, um, a bridge network so that we can get internet access on both of the systems. So I'm just going to switch that over, uh, copy the files, just one sec. It's an adventure. <laughs> okay. And Sasha. Yes. What I'll get you to do is when I say go, pull that out and plug it into one of those ones. Fabulous. Okay. Thanks for your patience. All right. I'm just going to slap those right onto that disk, and Sasha's going to move it over to the other computer for us, just to expedite things here. And copying now. There we go. Okay, Sasha, if you could just move that over to the other computer for me. And here's hoping. It would be my luck to not have access to it. Unable to mount. That's what Linux tells me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get that. Okay. Adam's first show. Doesn't usually go quite like that. Do you want to show this here? This is a book uh, just to buy some time while I get some things fixed up here. This what I need awesome. to do is uh, I need to get those files up here and I need to get a desktop presenter going here for you. So this is a book that is available. Uh, we're going to actually be auctioning off some of these. So um, take a look at that. This is all the memories of the Category 5 um, show for the past seven seasons. 
and it's so awesome, and it's so bright, and like the the digital, <laughs> it's just nice. Like the digital quality of it, it's like opening up all these memories. Got a nice little picture of Robbie here. <laughs> Category five, technology TV, a good memory. And just to give you a little sneak peek before these get auctioned off. Got some lovely pictures here of the early years. So if you really want to go way back to see how the show used to be compared to Studio D, which is today a very new beginning. We got Becca. I'm almost there. Nautilus. We got some funny photos because we love to have fun here. So check out this uh, book that's going to be available to you. Uh, we're going to have more information for you coming up soon. All right, let's get over here. Thanks, Erica. Wonderful. <laughs> it is uh, a lot of fun to see some of these memories it that is. have happened over it's the past just, seven it's years. It's so nice to see. All right. Almost. I've got that mounted. There we go. Okay. So we're going to get a camera shot here up on the computer screen. Just bear with me here, folks. I have a question from Spice Jacks. Wondering Thanks, Spice if Jacks. more backstage vid- videos of Studio D are coming. Yes, they absolutely are. Um, we're going to be putting them together for you um, on an ongoing basis. Here we go. Awesome. Backstage Pass, of course, is uh, produce videos that happen behind the scenes, and they're available on our Roku channel. If you want to check that out, cat5.tv slash Roku. And I've got my demo system just about ready here for you folks, and I apologize for the delay. I know we're live, but I've got it there. Okay. So we can see two different files here. The JPEG file is 2.1, oh, pardon me, no, 8.4 megabytes. So this is the file that I just took. All right. And the raw file is 22.1 megabytes. So, huge difference. I don't think you can... Oh, you can. Look at that. Linux double-clicking brought it up in what appears to be a very, very low resolution. Brought it up in Document Viewer. It's like a thumbnail. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, eh? 22 meg file, and it (laughs) loads up as a thumbnail. Okay, so... What I want to do is I want to try out a piece of software that is uh, going to allow us to um, manipulate these files because one of the things that happens when you take photos is that uh, you don't always get the, um, the lighting right. And, and I'll explain a little bit what I was saying about this photo shoot mm-hmm. that I did. We had a lot of natural sunlight. With the natural sunlight, it was, uh, it was super, super bright, and we didn't have the ability to... I, I didn't really... You know, you're kind of going like this over the articulating screen, so you're like this, and the sun is super bright, and I haven't got the exposure correct. Now, understand that taking raw photos is not just about taking pictures that are better quality out, out the gate. The fact is, like I said, you've got all the information from that camera sensor. So if you're in a scenario where you've got the... Uh, the exposure or the brightness, the contrast, if you've got that wrong during the photo session itself, so you're taking pictures and you get it wrong, then you can go back to a RAW file and you can manipulate it losslessly. So what that means is, uh, now, with a JPEG, it's a lossy file. So every time you edit a JPEG, you lose quality. When you edit a RAW file, you don't lose quality. 
So I'm going to bring up Synaptic Package Manager here on my system. Synaptic Package Manager being just the package manager that I'm using to install applications here. There we go. And I'm going to do a quick search here. The software we're looking for is called Dark Table. It's all one word. There it is. It's available for you free on your Linux box. Make sure you install this. It's going to blow your mind. There we go. And apply. Now with your repositories with uh, Synaptic Package Manager, as you know, it's going to just download that. It's going to install it. And you don't have to insert a disk or try to find the program at all. You just go in and type in the name of the application. So that's Dark Table. And that's installing now. Almost there. Okay, so we need to be able to manipulate, and that's finished installing, we need to be able to manipulate these photo, the photo that I took. We're just using that as the example. Um, lighting in here is fairly controlled, but we'll want to kind of fix up the contrast and the, and the colors and everything there. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to do the news. Sasha's over there being so patient with me as I all fumble right. through all this technological marvelousness. <laughs> I'm so. loving it from the sidelines. All right, so Here. take it away. <laughs> this is wonderful. Isn't it? I hope that you. I hope you see the humor in this, uh, and everyone here, I'm sure, does. But uh, oh, we're like just putting it all together. And this is a technological marvel. Are you ready for me to push that button? I Here am. we go. Take it away. Here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. Apple faces fines of billions of euros as investigators prepare to accuse the company of receiving illegal state aid in Ireland for more than 20 years. The European Commission began looking into Apple's tax affairs in Ireland, where the U.S. company cites its international headquarters in June. This week, according to UK's Financial Times, the EC's preliminary findings will be presented with formal accusations against Apple. Apple's international operations have been based in County Cork, Ireland since 1980. The company employs 4,000 people in Ireland. Other major companies headquartered in Ireland include Amazon, Facebook, PayPal, and Twitter. It's a popular base because of the friendly corporate tax rate of 12.5%. But despite that already relatively low rate, Apple pays less than 2% in tax there. As uncovered by a U.S. Senate investigation in 2013, the company has secured that lower rate by channeling overseas sales through subsidiaries. That investigation found the, company, the company's Ireland-based subsidiary could be holding a whopping 60% of Apple's profits to avoid bringing that money back to the U.S., where it would be hit with a much higher tax. Yet, despite all of that money sloshing around, the subsidiary is allowed to claim itself as a non-taxing resident of Ireland. Apple isn't the only company, nor Ireland the only country, to be targeted, or to be targeted on tax. Multinational body of the Organization for Eco Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD, is cracking down on tax havens across Europe. The OECD is looking at taxation agreements with Starbucks in the Netherlands and Fiat in Luxembourg. Whew. Hmm. Now, we have the city, 
the city of Turin, which has decided to ditch Windows XP in favor of Ubuntu. This is amazing news. And the hey. move <laughs> and the move will save them six million euros in the next five years. Six million pounds in the next five years. Wow. The move will mean installing the open source operating system on 8,300 PCs, which will generate an immediate savings of roughly 300 pounds per machine, almost 2.5 million altogether, made up from the cost of Windows and Office licenses, a sum that will grow over the years as the need for renewal of proprietary software licenses vanishes and the employees get used to the new machines or rather to the old ones. Another reason for the switch is that the 8,300 computers Turin uses are quite old and installing Windows 8 would probably have been too demanding for them, whereas Linux offers more flexibility for more mature machines. (laughs) And as support for Windows XP officially ended this year, sticking with Microsoft didn't make much sense to Turin. The switch to Ubuntu was officially approved in early August and expected to take around a year and a half to complete. That is the best news of the day. I love it, Sasha. That is great news. And how awesome that Linux can save us so much money. Um, I, you know, we kind of tell you that from here, but to think that a whole town has picked up on that and is going to save that kind of money. I think we, this is going to be a starting point. I, I you know if. what, I feel yeah. like maybe we will be very popular all of a sudden in tour in Italy. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> Category I kinda, five. My, my curiosity becomes, will others towns start to pick up on well wait a minute okay they did it they tried it Mm -hmm. it worked they saved millions and millions and billions of along the line yeah whatever currency it was we didn't it was a euro or pounds and one of the two one of the two (laughs) (laughs) one of the two it could be either i feel like yeah it's the uh What does it look like, Sasha? It looks like a, an E, like a funny that little C. Euro. It's a Euro. That's a C marries an E okay, and so has a, a baby. Okay, so boatload of money. Boatload of money. So that's by, a Euro? By dropping Windows and going to Ubuntu Linux. That's awesome. Wow. All right. On to sad news. Just months after Heartble- Heartbleed made waves across the internet, a new security flaw known as the Bash Bug, or Shell Shock, is threatening to compromise everything from major servers to connected cameras. The quarter-century-old security flaw allows malicious code to malicious code execution within the bash shell commonly accessed through command prompt on pc or max terminal application to take over an operating system and access confidential information a post from open source software company red hat warned that it is common for a lot of programs to run bash through command or to run bash shell in the background and the bug is triggered when excess code is added within the lines of bash code Todd Beardsley, an engineering manager at security firm Rapid7, warned that even though the vulnerability's complexity was low, the wide range of devices affected required that the system administrators apply patches immediately. The vulnerability is potentially a very big deal, Beardsley told CNET. It's rated at 10 for severity, meaning that it has maximum impact, and low for complexity of exploitation, meaning it's pretty easy for attackers to use it. Script kitties. That is crazy. The affected software, Bash, is widely used, so attackers can use this vulnerability remotely to execute a huge variety of devices and web servers. Using this vulnerability, attackers can potentially take over the operating system, access confidential information, make changes, etc. 
Anyone with systems using Bash need to deploy the patch immediately. There's a great article on ZDNet to help you secure your systems. We've got a hot link for you at cat5.shellshock. That is shocking. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's cat5.tv slash shellshock, my typo. Um, mm-hmm. Fact is, a lot of systems use Bash. A lot. So we're talking Linux, but not just Linux. We're talking routers, uh, mobile devices, um, hardware, like your fridge. If you've got a smart fridge, probably was compiled in mm-hmm. you know, using Bash. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, if you use DDWRT, they don't use Bash in that router firmware. So uh, keep in mind that you're probably safe. You can route into it and check what, uh, what, shell, uh, what shell system they're using. Uh, but uh, you need to find out. You need to check out that link that Sasha was mentioning, cat5.tv slash shellshock. Mm-hmm. And that will uh, help you. Uh, great, great article from ZDNet. Things could go catastrophically wrong. It certainly could, and mm-hmm. we're talking when when the st- you know the story says that it's really really easy for someone to exploit this. So you imagine somebody being able to hack into your Linux computer or smart device and be able to compromise, become an elevated user, and do whatever they want. That's pretty scary stuff. Do you live in China? This is great news. In January, the Chinese government lifted a 14-year ban on gaming consoles made because of worries over content, and Microsoft has beaten both Nintendo and Sony to store shelves. Microsoft has launched the Xbox One in China, becoming the first major console maker to enter what could be a massively lucrative market, no doubt. The first consoles were sold in Shanghai, priced at 4,299 won, or $699. Sony and Nintendo are yet to launch their respective products. However, many popular titles, such as Call of Duty, will still be banned. Only 10 games are available to buy on the Xbox One's release date, but Microsoft has said that 70 titles are in the pipeline. Beating its rivals to the market may give Microsoft a much-needed sales boost. Its console is currently being outsold by Sony's PlayStation 4 in all major markets. Except China. Except China. (laughs) (laughs) Sony has has set up business partnerships to launch the PS4 in China, but a date has not yet been set. Wow, great news for Xbox One. For more top stories, visit newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Sasha. You're welcome. This is Category5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm your co-host, Erica Lalonde. And Sasha Dermatis <laughs> is here. And Sasha. Kelsey's here. And Adam's here. And Lionel's here. And it's just a party up in here. Party. And you're here. So, thanks for being here, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the chat room. Do we have questions in the chat room at this point, Erica? Uh, we do have a question um, from Revd Jink. Sorry if I butchered it. <laughs> um, would PNG be a better format than JPEG because of the um, compression loss for talking about the DSLR Nikon? Yeah, when it comes to pictures, uh, Revd Jink, um, ping is a lossless format. So, um, similar to RAW, it is not going to become more lossy. I hate to use the word lossy because if you don't understand what lossy means, it's it's not a good word to use. Um, you lose quality with a JPEG every time you open it, do something to it, and save it. You lose a lot of quality. With a ping, it's lossless. You can open it, you can do things with it, you can save it, and you don't lose quality. That's awesome. Um, however, 
don't know any cameras that save to ping. And what's different about RAW... So ping, think ping uh, when you're creating files in uh, GNU image manipulation program or Photoshop. If you export as a ping as opposed to a JPEG, you're going to get a higher quality file that you can later manipulate a little bit better than, say, a JPEG. However, a raw file that comes off your camera is not just a lossless file. It's not just um, a better quality image. It is all that, but it's also every bit of data that that camera had at that moment is saved to that file. So all of the data that is available during the, the moment when you took the picture, it throws it onto the, the file. Right? So if you want to modify it, you have much more than just, say, uh, the lossless ability to modify an existing file. You can actually tweak, oh, well, I got the exposure wrong, or I had the colors were a little bit off. You can tweak those colors in such a way that it's almost exactly as if you were standing with the camera retaking that picture over again. How do you like that? So if you don't get it perfect every time, RAW is going to allow you to go back, make those perfections, fix those kinds of things, and, uh, and do a much better job losslessly of, of doing it. So we know that we've got the files here. Um, let's take a look. Okay, so I've got that JPEG. I've got the NEF file. I guess that's the RAW, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring up my computer screen here, and let's take a look at this new program that we've got. We're going to open Darktable. It goes under Graphics, and there we go. So first thing that we need to do, of course, we need to select some images. So I'm going to actually grab those from, you know, I can grab them from wherever. I see if I can drag and drop. That would be the easy way. No, it doesn't let me. So uh, this is awkward. I'm, there we go. Import folder. And I want to grab that from wherever I've saved it to. So in my case, let's hit Control-L, and I put that in temp test shared. There we go. So there are the two versions of the file. So there's a JPEG. There's an NEF. So with Lighttable, what's awesome is that, okay, so there, there they are, but it, notice that it's got the NEF file, the raw file. So if I switch, now I'm in Lighttable mode. Let's look at the interface a little bit so that we understand because it is a little bit complex when you first look at it. So I imported from over here. I've, I, I, this is just where I can see what photos are loaded in. That's cool. But over here in the dark room, up at the top right, we're going to click in the dark room. That's where we're actually going to be able to make some changes to these photos. So in dark room, I'm going to bring up the NEF file by double clicking on it. Let's fix that. Oh. That's my homemade Triforce. F11 to go full screen. What's that? <laughs> homemade Triforce t shirt. Nice. With cool. <laughs> so, with I want to talk a little bit about Darktable because what is amazing about this? We've talked about lossiness and the ability to manipulate the file and, and tweak it in such a way that you can't really do with a JPEG. But what's really, really, really cool about Darktable is you can make changes to the photo, whether it's a JPEG or a RAW file, okay? Don't get me wrong. This program will work wonders with your JPEG files. If you need to correct the lighting or anything like that, you can still do that with Darktable. However, it's going to allow you to really, really tweak those RAW files beautifully. Very professionally, I might add. What's unique about this product, this free program that you can download to your computer, let's backtrack and think about GNU image manipulation program, GIMP. Mm -hmm. Let's think about Photoshop. 
and the way that you can open a JPEG image into those programs, you can manipulate them, you can correct the colors, and then you can save your file over top of the old one, and what if you made a mistake? What if you want to go back and revert and you forgot to save a backup copy? Or if you did save a backup copy, you start back with the original and then you have to do all those steps again to manipulate it because you didn't do something right with the colors. This does not touch the original image. What Darktable does instead, it has a completely different approach. You're able to manipulate the colors and all the different tones and all that about the image. Think about the levels tool in Photoshop or the GIMP and be able to make those changes losslessly on the image and then it saves. You don't have to push save. It actually saves it to a database and then when you're ready, when you're happy with it, you export to a new file. You never make any changes that are to the original file at all. It's really, really a cool process to be able to do this. I hit F11. I was having some trouble getting into full screen mode. F11 took me there. So check this out. So I've got the picture here. I can zoom with, uh, with my scroll wheel on the mouse. I can move around just by clicking and dragging. It's pretty, pretty cool indeed. Now up here on the right-hand side, I've got a few different tools. I've got the first one is these are tools that are currently in use in my active pipe. These are my favorites. This one here is basic tools, and then it goes on and on, tonality, colors, and all those kinds of things. So there's a few different things I want to look at. First of all, we like fixing things like levels. So if I go to the tone group and open levels, let's activate that. You're going to get used to the, the way that Darktable works, but there's a power button for each tool. And when I push that power button, you can see the spectrum just like you could in, say, the GIMP or Photoshop, I'll use those examples. So understanding how that works, bringing up the brightness so that it's at the right point in the, uh, in the spectrum, adjusting the image itself. See how I'm increasing or decreasing the brightness? Just using levels, right? So I can really, really tweak that image, but say I'm not happy with that, I hit the power button and it goes away. On, off, there's my setting. You've got your curve. This is brilliant. So this is just like you would expect from your level editor. However, it is smooth, and it automatically shows you the basically the safety margins. There you go. So you can tweak that really, really nicely as well. So next up, we've got more plugins down here, and you'll see this is uh, there's a wealth of uh, available options here, Erica, and, and uh, things that you can do with this product losslessly against your image without ever affecting the original image and just awesome stuff. Let's jump back here. Okay, so let's say we're ready to work with this picture. We see a couple of different things here. We've got the drape on the left-hand side that is uh, exposing the wall. So uh, I'll come back to more plugins because I want to show you some vignettes and cool stuff like that. So we want to find one. Let's see here. Crop and rotate, which is found under basic group. And all you have to do is just click on an empty area. See how I'm able to click on, there's exposure, there is crop and rotate. So I just click on an empty area for this particular module and it takes me there. So now with crop and rotate active, I can drag the image, the edges of the image. You notice that it's proportional right now. 
I may not want that, so I can actually change the crop aspect ratio to freeform. Now I can just do whatever I want with that image. So we can do something like that. Crop the image however we like. There we are. So now, as soon as I click on a different module, you'll see that my crop takes place. Well, you're used to a photo editor where once you've cropped, you've got to undo in order to undo something, right? Again, this is just a module, so if I power it off, it goes away. Power it back on, there's my crop again. And it's back and forth between them. So now, I've got the colors kind of, the levels kind of tweaked. I can make some other different changes. Um, but one of the things that I want to do, I mentioned a uh, vignette, adding a bit of a vignette to the photo. So let's let's Those go back. Always nice to add. Yeah, it kind of adds a nice little effect. Let's go back here, and we're gonna grab. I'm gonna grab you, Erica. And notice <laughs> that again, I'm not damaging my original photo whatsoever. But I want to take this and turn it into, say, a portrait. So there we go. We've got a portrait of Erica, just like that. And under more plugins, look at all this stuff that you've got. We've got everything from you know high passes and and various. That's a lot. Color-changing nice. things. So the first time that you click on one, it shows it. The second time that you click on it, it adds it to a favorite. And the third time that you click on it, it removes it from your lists up here. So if I click on Vignette, Show Vignetting, now the vignette has been added to the uh, effect group over here. If I click it again, it's going to add it to my favorites. So now it's a part of my favorites. Uh, if I click it again, it's gone. So I'm going to click it once so that it puts it over here in the effect group, and you'll see that it's added this circle, pardon me, a circle to my image. So I can bring in the inner circle to change kind of where the spotlight takes place on this image, and I can affect, by grabbing the outer circle, the gradients of that vignette. So I can really kind of tweak that. If I hold in my left control key, it's going to go proportional. So then I can do perfect circles and things like that. So now I'm going to grab that, the middle um, of that, and place it on your face so that we put that, so that you're, you're kind of enhanced as far as your, you know, your face. Nice. But the photo itself has got that nice vignetting going on. Make it a little more subtle by dragging. And then again, I can zoom in and out and see how things look kind of thing. So now I've got this great... Uh, image and again, if I click off to something else, there's my vignette. There's the cropping. Looks really, really nice. And we can continually we can go through all these different uh, filters and and things to be able to to fix up the photo. If you're using something like a uh, fisheye lens, which mm -hmm. typically um, distorts the image and takes walls that should be straight and makes them have a bit of a curvature to them. Mm. Uh, this will also allow for lens correction. So it automatically detects from the photo the, uh, the type of camera that you're using, and then you can specify the type of lens and be able to correct that. So you'll find tools like this under the correction group, and you can go into lens correction. You'll see that it's already detected that this is a Nikon D5100, and it's saying that it's an 18 to 55 millimeter lens, Wow. I don't know if you can see that right up here. This is the lens that I installed on here, 18 to 55 millimeter. There it is. So it's, it's nailed it. And so if I've got a different lens on there and I want to be able to correct it, uh, whether it be fisheye, like I said, 
we can do that kind of thing. Uh, correcting for panoramas and things like that. So you're able to take a photo that was originally really, really, you know, not imperfect, I'll say, and correct it. So from there, the one final tool that I want to show you is the amazing um, ability to make exceptional great grayscale images. We, we all kind of like the nostalgia of, you know, mm -hmm. sepia tones or, or black and white photos. And sometimes you've taken a photo in, in color and you think, oh, that would look amazing as a black and white. and white. So what do you tend to do? You tend to, well, change it to monochrome. Mm -hmm. What does that do? It just pulls all the colors, right? It's not really the perfect darker. tool to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's not as dark as... I find it doesn't, it's not as light, not as... It's just weird when you do it. It just goes black and white. Yeah, it's just black and white. Of course, Darktable, it takes it one step further and says, okay, well, this is, we're actually manipulating a photo professionally here, basically. So we're going to take that photo and in the uh, colors here, the color group, uh, go down to monochrome. And you'll see as soon as I activate that, we get a really nice professional-looking um, monochrome image. However, I can, in fact, drag and drop the virtual color filter. So you think about a color filter on a camera and the ability to tweak the black and white photo by changing the color tonality of the black and white filter that you're using. So I, I can drag that and I can find the perfect spot. I think leaning, probably because you've got the pink shirt on, leaning toward the, the orange-pink kind mm -hmm. of end of the spectrum, I end up with this really wonderful-looking uh, portrait from that simple shot that we took against a green screen, we haven't even touched the fact that it's a chroma key screen right. and we could pull the background out and put you anywhere. But that's as simple as it is. So this is Darktable. It's available for you free. Next step, of course, we've got this great image that we've created. We're going to go back to Lighttable and there's the image. But again, well, how come it's, it's saved that way? No, it's not. I can actually revert. I can go back in every, every spot that, that I've created. I can change anything that I want and it's entirely lossless and it hasn't overwritten anything. But when I'm ready, now I can highlight one image or I can highlight two images with control. I can hit control A to select all. I can just highlight the image that I've created and I can export. I'm going to save it to a file on the disk. What format do you want? Uh, let's say you want an 8-bit JPEG or if you want that ping RevDJank. You can export it to a lossless ping. But in this case, because it's saved for Facebook, uh, we're just going to save it as a, uh, a JPEG 8-bit, 90% quality, and export. Could not create. reason for that is because I'm not root, and I've actually put it in a root folder. So I can export to a different folder. Uh, let's see. There we go. Let's save it on my desktop instead. That's all there is to it. You can see it runs really, really fast. Um, it's, it runs beautifully. Let's jump back here to our folder. You'll see my NEF file. I'm going to bring it back up, and again, I'm going to get that. Oh, it, it actually has opened it in, <laughs> in Darktable, so now it knows that, it's, uh, that that's what it's for. So you'll see that the image itself has not been manipulated. It's still the green screen. But if I go to my desktop and grab that image as it is, there's our new JPEG. How do you like that? It's called Darktable. You can get it <laughs> online through your web browser. It is available for Mac as well, but uh, not through your web browser, but through Synaptic Package Manager, your favorite package manager. Grab that for your Linux machine. Even if you're just a hobbyist and you just want to take your photos to the next level, mm -hmm. it's a great tool to be able to do that. And now we've gotten away from that stigma of taking photos in RAW. 
my camera will take both the JPEG and the raw image. Now I can work with, with those raw images safely and confidently, make them look beautiful, export them, and share them with family and friends. And we are just touching the surface of what Darktable is able to do. So check it out. Darktable is available for you uh, through your repositories. Just install it with AppGet or however you want to get it. It's available for you on Linux. Absolutely free. There you have it. Thanks, everybody. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. My name is Robbie Ferguson. My name is Eric Lott. You'll find our website, www.category5.tv. If this is your first time or if, uh, if you're fairly new here, uh, this is our brand new studio, and we're just getting used to it. We're just getting our feet wet, and we're just uh, learning our way uh, to broadcast in this new space and new equipment. And yeah, learning our getting used to it. They're asking rewiring everything. They're asking about the brick wall in the chat room. Yes. Well, you see, you can see this this wall that we have behind us. It's beautiful um, and it's very plain. But we had uh, Kelsey and uh, and uh, we had Kelsey's mom here, and they were painting this two hours before the show, just to make sure that it looked nice for you because it was just drywall. And uh, so it, it looks really good. So what we're actually working on uh, toward doing, uh, if you've been watching Backstage Pass, you know that uh, Jean Bamford is, is uh, working with us to pick colors and, and do all that stuff. So she's actually looking at um, some brick or cobblestone-ish kind of wallpaper for us. It's going to be a really nice backdrop. Ooh. But what was decided, because when we got into this space and realized, wow, this is, this is a really big room, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't. We didn't really know where everything was going to fit in. So we're going to give it a couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks, to really feel out the space, learn where where's the best spot for the desk. I think this is probably a pretty okay spot. This is um, good. But we've got a big room. We've got the green screen chroma key studio space as well. We've got an interview area over here. I don't know, if Adam, if you can pan over just to show people the space. And you've certainly seen this on Backstage Pass. But over here we've got a, a new area that's going to be for interviews. Um, so this is uh, this is going to be great as well. So we've got all this space, and we're just kind of feeling out where we're going to put everything. And once we know that, then Gene will be coming in with that wallpaper, and we'll be putting that up and getting it all going. So thanks for the question. <laughs> and thank you for those who have been following along with Backstage Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, a question from Spice Jacks in the chat room is wondering if Darktable is similar to Lightroom. And it is. There are uh, uh, many different programs. Lightroom is one of them uh, that are um, available for you. I'm not sure Lightroom is probably commercial, is it? Um, but regardless, mm-hmm. um, Dark uh, Darktable is absolutely free. And it's available on Linux or Mac. And you can install it just like I did tonight. <laughs> through cellular internet yeah. <laughs> as we broadcasted. So it is a very similar application as far as what it does. Uh, it, it really took away the stigma for me of being able to switch to raw format images. Yeah, it is good to know. Cool. Wow. People in the chat room mentioning that my microphone is no good. Is that uh, is that a little bit better? I'm sorry, folks. We're gonna we're gonna learn our way uh, in the new studio space here. Mm-hmm. There we go. And yeah, thank you for letting us know in the chat room. Yeah, because everything helps. There you go. Maybe he's listening on just one headphone because we're in stereo. I'm over here. She's over there. Cool. Sasha's all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear me, well, but you can't see me. <laughs> Any other questions for us in the chat room? I mean, this has been uh, an interesting episode for us here because mm. we're just uh, just learning the space. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the space? 
Love it. Yeah. I love the space. Kelsey's giving us the thumbs up from over there. You can't see her, but she's here. Uh, you got to <laughs> wave before we sign off or something There's like that. Here, so. There's a coffee machine here. There's a coffee machine. We're pretty well set up, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lionel wants a couch because he's sitting on a ladder. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever works right now. <laughs> so, well, we're excited about what's to come for season eight, and uh, we love this the. This is the first episode of this season is, eight. This is our so pilot, if, if you will. If you're new to the show, then welcome. It was a really brave thing to jump in tonight and say, you know what, we're not going to miss a Tuesday. We're going to make it happen. We're going to do this. And uh, <laughs> here we are. We did it. Kind of, sort of. Mm hmm. What do you got? I'm just reading the chat room. Oh. <laughs> reading the chat room like this. All right. Um, Dennis Kelly was asking, um, how quickly hey can you explain BitTorrent Sync? <laughs> L-M-G-T-F-Y. That's as quick as I can do it. <laughs> Three people went. <laughs> Maybe not. Any other questions for us? <laughs> Thanks, DK. <laughs> How has the uh, the feed been tonight? I'm interested to know. I know a lot of you are watching this on demand after the fact, and it's a little bit different. But uh, we're broadcasting through that thing connected to the broadcast server, and it seems to be working okay. So, hmm. what do you think? So check out our website, uh, category5.tv. Let's, let's fix that up. There you go. LMGTFY.com. Now you get it. Now you get it. All right. Cool. Dennis Kelly says that the feed has been pretty good tonight. A little bit of lag. Unfortunately, we're having some trouble getting Roku up and running through this connection. Um, it's It may be a limitation of the device. I'm not too sure. Not the Roku, but the device that we're using for Internet. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to get to the bottom of that. We thought we were going to be on Roku tonight, and it didn't happen. So. We'll have to figure it out. Zorin soon. Thank you so much, my friend. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. Thanks to everybody who's helped out here at the studio. I know uh, some of our volunteers are watching as well, and you know, here we are. It's really just the first of many great shows here at Category 5 Studio D. Before we know it, we're going to be really just enjoying this space and being able to do a lot more. Sasha, can you imagine when we did the green screen demo, we've got now what we used to have to about here. And now we've got, oh, good. I can't even reach the wall from there. <laughs> it's, it's way back there. So we could run laps right here. So I'll throw your back out. <clears throat> yeah, be careful. <laughs> and you've got your new studio as well, which is awesome. Wow. And I'm going to be here every single week now that I have my own newsroom. There you go. That awesome. Sounds okay. great. So, and we'll tweak that. And uh, here we are with uh, Telestream Wirecast, which is cat5.tv slash Wirecast. Version 6 is coming out. It's an extremely exciting upgrade. We are going to be at the forefront and showing you all the new features. But Wirecast lets us do this and this. We're broadcasting through cellular internet from a computer system because we don't have internet here. And thank you, Wirecast, for being able to make it happen. Uh, Wirecast is the broadcast suite that we use here. And it's awesome. That's what we're looking at right now. That's what's up on my screen. And it 
is incredible that we can do live chroma key, green screen, live, on the air, just from a computer system with that Telestream Wirecast and stuff. With my past working with chroma key, you have to do it, do it, do it, do it, and then you, you, you never get it live. Awesome. It's really tough to key <laughs> on a live. You it usually, is. it's like going back with oh, your photos. You got to go back and rekey. And your shoulders not in there. Yeah, oh, your wait. your hair goes green, and so it disappears, <laughs> and you get reflections and stuff. But here we've we've took uh, some special detail as the type of lights that we put in the roof. Paulo and I worked hard on that, and seems to be getting a very good key mm-hmm. uh, even live. And that's just from a uh, that Logitech C920 webcam, if you can believe. And we're keying quite well. Sasha, give us some motion, maybe wave your hand just to, that's a really good test of chroma key, uh, its ability to key out the green behind you. Good thing I didn't put green nail polish on. <laughs> if you had green nail polish. So now if I take that shot in, in uh, Wirecast, so for us here, what that looks like is this. And so I can take her shot and disable chroma key, enable chroma key, just like that. And I can put anything in there. So the desk that's in front of her, the scene behind her. Could you put me on the Starship Enterprise? I could certainly put you on the Starship Enterprise. And we'll be able to do some really, really cool stuff, you and I, for our Halloween episode as well. So I'm kind of looking forward to some of the things that we'll be able to do. We haven't made the decision yet. We should cast a vote in the chat room. What should we do? Mm -hmm. Give us your ideas. Halloween episode. Sounds good to me. Get your votes in. So we're going to keep going on Studio D. We've still got some painting to do. The blue wall needs another coat. We've got a TARDIS to install. The storage room that is much bigger on the inside than the outside. And uh, to everybody at home, thank you so much for participating in tonight's show. Thanks for being here, and thank you for helping us to get to where we are right here in our brand new studio, Studio D. Check out our website, Category5.tv. If you're interested in learning more about the Studio D project, go to cat5.tv slash studio, and you'll be able to see all the videos there from day one all the way up till now, what it's taken to get into this space. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Kelsey, you got to wave on camera. Yeah, you do. You're here. Nobody believes me. So she's here. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks, Erica. Kelsey. Adam. Lionel. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. And where's my buttons? (laughs) We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.